This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. So welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Global Podcast. And this is a special series of episodes, uh, which we haven't done a lot, but uh, just two or three episodes till now. And probably this will be the third episode on personal growth and networking. Um, and I've got two wonderful people to talk about this, uh, but b- because I know that both of them have uh, kind of uh, have got immense amount of knowledge on this topic of personal growth and networking. And also the specific topic that we are talking about is what does it really take you to become a high mm-hmm. performer? Uh, we are joined by a special guest for tonight. It's Claire Wu. Uh, who is the founder of Breathe Into Peace, uh, which she's going to tell us more about in a bit. Uh, but I would like to tell how I met Claire. Um, so I've been running these walks for the last uh, three months in Sydney. Um, and I met Claire on one of the walks from Bondi to Kuji, if I'm not wrong. And and uh, we started talking about this podcast and she wanted to be a speaker. Uh and she wanted to tell her story. So I have invited her today and maybe Claire, you can start off with your introduction and then we can talk a bit more about the topic. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Sarah Sarab, and uh, thank you, George, for having me on the podcast. Um, I'm Claire, I'm a physiotherapist that live in Sydney, uh, Cronulla to be precise. I'm also a physiotherapist and the founder and director of Breathe Into Peace. Uh, mindful breathing necklace and online community. So um, what what I do essentially is like an e-commerce store. So we sell this necklace that helps um, extend uh, exhalation and relieve stress and anxiety. So uh, the reason we want to speak about this topic is mainly um, because a lot of uh, achievers and high performers that I know uh, kind of um, struggle with uh, workaholism, perfectionism, and also uh, anxiety. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what brought brought me into um, the the field of uh, you know creating my own necklace. So, yeah, really excited to Great. be here. Great. And and what do you think about this particular topic? So we are talking about becoming high performers. Um, we're always trying to become a high performer, isn't it? Nobody wants to be performing uh, worst in the room. Everyone wants to be the best performer. But the, the question here is, what does it really take from you to become a high performer? So what are your initial thoughts on that, Claire? Um, I think there is, um, first of all, you need to have a lot of desire and drive. Like you almost want it to be, you want to um be bigger than what you're currently and then um you know that that desire and drive is really crucial um becoming a, a high performer um not everyone necessarily want to be a high performer but a lot of people they they do want to be a high high performers um other than that you've got to be adaptable and flexible because um i think that is almost like a skills you know we, we live in such a ever-changing environment there's always new things to learn, new tasks to take on, new people to meet, to handle. There's always challenges coming your way. So being adaptable and flexible um, is, is another key. And also, I think when it comes to being adaptable and flexible, like able to managing your emotions is quite important. Like emotional intelligence is 
something that most people don't talk about, uh, especially you know in the corporate world, in the, um, in the business world as well. Uh, people emphasize on intellectual intelligence, uh, like how smart you are, how much you know, how many knowledges that you acquire, but not many people speak about emotional intelligence, which is you know managing your um, your stress, managing your anxiety, managing your um, other other emotions like anger, frustration, sadness, whatever you know, anything that comes along the way as as part of uh, in the, in uh, overcoming your challenges and um, you know uh, working towards your goals. And um, yeah, it's also a part of it is having great and effective communication skills um, that you know we can we can spend. Uh, lots and lots of time uh, talking on that one because um, to have great communication skill is actually you need to um, be able to listen act actively and deeply so that you can uh, communicate um, uh, effectively as well. And um, yeah, last but, last but not least, uh, able to problem solve. I think that that is um, also part of um, as being a high performer is that uh, whenever there is a challenge or a problem, that you have that desire to to find a solution mm. and to to be creative, to be uh, tenacious, and to take to be proactive in uh, finding solutions in in solving a, a problem. Yep, I think those are really critical skills that you have just listed down uh, in terms of having good problem-solving problem ability and being able to develop that emotional intelligence uh, attribute. But I would like to ask George because George mentors students. Mm. Um, George has worked uh, quite a lot in different industries. And of course, he has seen students coming out of university and then picking up different kinds of roles uh, into industries as well. What do you think, George, it really takes uh, you to become a high performer out of the things Clear has listed down? Do you think there is a game changer attribute there? Well, I think before we get into what it takes you to become a high performer, I'm always interested in this statement because what is a high performer? Um, if, if somebody wheels three wheelbarrow loads today and you do 10, are you a high performer? But if Claire can do 15, am I now not a high performer? So where, what, what determines what is a high performer? Um, I don't necessarily think that people do want to be the best all the time. I certainly don't want to be at the top of the tree um, because I'm all about work-life integration. I, I want to have balance. Um, mm. I'm not prepared to give up my family <clears throat> life to excel in corporate life. I walked away from corporate life for that very reason. Um, mm. So... But do I consider myself an underachiever? By no means do I consider that. So, so I think the first thing you need is to understand what is success to you, not your friend next to you, not according to the, 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 the books, not according to this. Not What do you determine as being successful? What do you determine as being underachieving? And what do you determine as being performing, right? Um, mm. so, so I think, I think clarity in yourself is the first thing. And it's interesting that we're talking about personal growth, networking and high performance. If you're not growing and you don't have networking and you're not learning things and all of that, 
you may you may not worry about being a high performer, but you could run the risk of being a non-performer. And I think that's the thing. Nobody really sets out to be a non-performer. Coming back to your question about the students, um, I think commitment is probably one of the strongest things in achieving anything. Um, and determination. Now, determination is not necessarily the same as commitment. You can be determined to do something, but not committed to the tasks that will get you there. Um, so I think ego is an important thing. There is good and bad ego. Um, bad ego is when you think you're better than anybody else in the world and so you don't have to be polite or bothered with anything. Good ego is the ego that actually causes you and Claire and me and a whole heap of people to get up each morning and comb our hair and make ourselves look decent because we don't want to look like a slob. We want, we want people to appreciate that we look professional or business-like. So there's good and bad ego, and good ego is a very important part of things. Um, and I think, I think being able to stay focused on your goals. It doesn't matter if you're drifting a little bit either side of your goal, so long as you're at least heading forward. And a lot of people, I think, give up on the goals, but they don't have the determination, they don't have the commitment. Yeah, and I, I think this is very much linked to um, the question that Simon Sinek almost raises in a lot of his episodes is, why are you doing what you are doing? If you can't find your why, then you can't find why you are doing something in a particular day, which is kind of linking to uh, the results that you produce and which is kind of makes you a performer, whether it is a high performer or a bad performer. That's what I feel. Uh, but I want to uh, point out to Claire and ask her the same question which George just asked uh, that before even we talk about what does it take to become a high performer, mm. How will you define a high performer? What is a high performer? Is it subjective? Yeah, so in my um, understanding as a high performer is someone who's constantly going above and beyond in their work. Um, that, that's a corporate definitions. Someone who exceeds expectations and goals. And um, I think in, in life in general, it's someone who's constantly looking for continuous self-growth and personal development. Yeah, so um, I... I am like, I fully supported of, of what George has said about, you know, defining your own success. And also um, on top of that, you know, understanding your, your, your vision in your, in your business, in your life and work, because that's going to, um, that's essentially your why, why you're doing what you do, because you've got to have a vision. So um, as you know, from uh, corporate definitions and um, a dictionary definition for high performance, that's that's what I understood as a high performer. But also, um, as as George has mentioned, uh, if you're achieving for the sake of just achieving and comparing and winning other people, it's it's going to be like a rat race. It's going to be a really a really challenging life for for some of you. So yeah, I think determine that um, success and you know have have a vision in whatever you do hmm, is a key. Yeah. And, and again, uh, I always keep on asking uh, and looking into things from a listener's point of view. If somebody is listening to this particular episode, what all questions are there in their mind? 
when they are listening to this episode so one of the question that really comes to my mind is uh, maybe i'm not a high performer or maybe i feel that i'm not a high performer i'm uh, underestimating myself what can i do after this after watching this episode to make sure that i become a high performer from tomorrow at least in my thoughts so that those thoughts then transform into right actions so what do you have to say on that clear um yeah i guess some of people who have uh what's it called uh it's not the tall poppy syndrome there's another word for it it's called um imposter, imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome yeah yeah sorry that word has left my mind for such a long time <laughs> imposter syndrome um which i don't think would exist <laughs> I I don't agree on that definition because um if if uh if you feel like you're not a top performer or not a high performer a lot of time is also checking in whether you're in the right environment you know because a lot of time we say you know if you look at a flower that is flourishing it's growing in in the right season it's it's really beautiful but then if it's not growing you're not going to blame the flower you're not going to throw the flower out you're going to move the flower into the environment that is going to nurture and help it grow so i would suggest that you do the same if you find that you're not achieving or you're not doing as well as you thought you are and you're feeling a little bit imposter feeling you're not good enough whatever you know assess the environment assess the place like is this the place you want to be in this is where you want to uh you want to learn from is this place uh mission or vision whether it's in your workplace or in your in your business you know, assess it whether it's aligned with your purpose aligned with your your vision I'll say that's the first thing I'll, I will look, look at rather than you know looking within yourself I think a lot of people like they they don't look at the external world they just you know purely looking in in inwards and think oh I need to of of course doing more work on myself and of course this continuous work is we are often we're a work in progress it's not going to stop and end until the day um you you passed away so it's it's a continuous process uh, so I'll first look at the environment um yeah and then later you can assess within uh do you agree with this on uh, clear on this pan george um that environment is equally important as the person himself yeah I, i look i think it comes back to if you're questioning yourself about whether you're achieving enough or doing enough question yourself as to in comparison to who um um if we put all three of our wealth together we're all poor people by comparison to Elon Musk if if we put if we put one of our wealths together we're all ahead of somebody that's sleeping under a bridge tonight in in a in a bag or under a, a piece of cardboard so are we poor or are we wealthy who what what is the comparison so i think that as i said at the very beginning you have to establish what's important to you um i had a friend of mine absolutely um harangue me uh last year when i told him i'd turn down a job of, that was $250,000 a year to go and work in corporate world um and i and i had a $100,000 bonus and he went off he went off his head and he said how could you possibly even say that you're a capitalist why would you not do that why couldn't you do that and all of that he never actually found out the reasoning behind why i turned it down 
And the reason I turned it down is to earn that sort of money and to do what I needed to do. Number one, I didn't agree with the ethics behind it. Number two, I would have had to have stopped doing my charity work. I don't want to stop doing my charity work. If, so, so therefore, to me, you can't tell me that I'm not worth as much as the next bloke because I didn't earn 250000 I chose not to earn it so that I could put the time into my charity work. Now, obviously, from his reaction, my friend thinks I'm a raving lunatic and a failure in life, um, to each their own. So I think you, you, you need to determine what are you capable of and then determine what are you doing in comparison to your capability. Okay? So I'm, I don't consider myself a failure uh, in soccer when I look at Ronaldo or Messi or any of those guys. I just wasn't as skillful as them. That's okay. But I'm, I still play soccer uh, and, and I'm, I'm 67 this year. I'm ahead of a lot of people that retired 30 years ago. What, what is, what is, where are you? Where are you and what makes you a high performer or achiever? Well, I think it still comes back to what's my definition? What do I think is right and proper? And then what is my ability? And very few of us are anywhere near our, our, our full potential. As you know, one of my goals in life is to help people realise their full potential. Um, so we're never, we never realise our full potential, in my opinion. Um, but does that really matter? Well, if I got off the, if I got off the couch this morning and I helped ten people, and and my my business is all about helping people, I've achieved. And I think with this comes the point that you need to have uh, your why clear. That's what I was saying before. That your why in 2022 was to run your business uh, and help uh, other people through Ross Hutchison Foundation. Um, yes. And anything which was taking your time away from that, you said a no to that because you it was not fitting into your priorities of you becoming a high performer. And I think similarly, if everyone finds what their why is and then how that is leading to the right actions um, and then fitting it into your 24 hours routine, because you have got 24 hours in a day uh, for everything, right? So. Uh, I think that's very important. One of the critical things with 24 hours in a day, uh, Claire, which I want to talk to you before we end today's episode, is time management. I feel that mm. uh, if you are not organized, if you are not a good time manager, if you don't know what's happening when, um, do you think you can still become a high performer? Is there a magic to that? Yeah, so there are a couple of trades about being a high performer. Uh, that set aside, the definition, of course, uh, I want you to maybe journal or write about your own definition. But then there's a couple of traits that are kind of, um, you know, to define the, a high performer as someone who is productive and um, someone who can uh, go above and beyond in their goals and their, in their, expectation, uh, their own expectations. So um, I think um, time management, which means priority management, is a key. Um, and uh, it comes down to um, a lot of factors. Well, understanding your priority, uh, self-awareness, you know, knowing your energy level, how you work best in the day, when you need a nap, when you need to go to sleep, what time you wake up, what time you should avoid work. 
and you know putting rest as well as rest is a discipline for a lot of high performance it's not a it's not something that you earn most high performers think that they earn their rest so then they only work until they break and then they rest it's called burnout um <laughs> which <laughs> which uh we work with with a lot of customers um so yeah uh putting rest um as well that will help you to manage your time and energy level much much better um it's yeah i think time management yeah those are the some of the keys to time management uh other parts as you know some of the other trades if if i could add on would be organizational skills able to um organize and plan again there's time management as well in organizational skills able to communicate effectively and also problem solving skills so yeah those are the parts some of the traits um that is quite important to be a, a high performer um and uh, yeah it will take some time to or you know practice to get better it's like uh working out your abs or your uh, biceps you know it's not going to be <laughs> Uh, once you set your schedule, you're gonna follow it the next day. It's gonna take a while to um, to figure out, you know, what what hours in the day you work best. You know, doing creative work or doing management work or doing uh, deep thinking, deep work, or just doing um, some business development or sales, more um, communication, communicative like socializing role. So it's just takes time to um to figure out when and where and what you do best and then you add it in in the when you understand when you plan that out accordingly and you become more effective in, in using your time mm. and, and i think one of the other things that is very critical other than time management is of course consistency uh, in whatever you are doing uh, we went, when we started off this podcast on uh, last year, last to last year, uh, we used to do this on a daily basis. Um, that was an idea which wasn't supported well by my co-host. And he said that this is not going to be a sustainable, uh, you know, thing. <laughs> and it's not going to be long term. Um, and after two months, we kind of stopped it for a while. For around two, three months, we didn't record any episodes. And then we came back uh, with almost once a week kind of a thing which fitted well uh, into our routines and we started doing well and pretty much similar to that was um, the walks that I started in Sydney. So I started in Sydney the walks with a mission to organize 10 walks over 10 weekends to meet new people um, but I ended up doing 14 till now and I've crossed it. So I think consistency is also pretty important isn't it George? Yeah I think um, um... Firstly, on time management, we can't actually manage time. It's a constant. Uh, it's theoretically 24 hours in every day, but then you've got the leap year. So all we can do is manage ourselves. And I 100% agree with your comment, Claire. It's about getting the priorities right. I, I'm amazed at the number of people that, that tell me they're amazed at how much I fit into a day. Um, and quite often they'll tell me about them going to lunch and they'll go, down for drinks and they'll go down and they, they can tell me about all the all the drama queen shows on television and all of that i watch television but it doesn't dominate my life and i certainly don't go down the club and the pub for lunch every day of the week and then wonder where 10 hours a week has gone um so yeah it's about getting your priorities right and it's about being consistent 
and and being consistent is about being committed to your goal. If if you're not committed to the end play, you won't be consistent at anything other than inconsistency. Um, so, um, actually, Covey Covey did a, a brilliant thing on the four quadrants of uh, um, importance and urgency, and I have a George Mavros version of that, uh, which I put it into um, uh, plain English for the average person to be able to understand. But the bottom line of what Covey was talking about was most people say, oh, my gosh, if I don't do that, Sarab's going to yell at me or George is going to be cranky or Claire won't talk to me for a week. And so they go and do that. Quite often that is the most unimportant thing. So they're dealing with urgency and fear. Whereas what I do is I deal with what needs to be done today because if I don't do that today, something horrible is going to happen tomorrow. And, and if there's something that's got to be done by the end of the week and then you start, when you start to do that, comes back to what Claire said, you start to have the priorities. Um, I, had, I had somebody speaking to me about wanting to earn $250,000 a year net in the next 12 months but they didn't want to do the hours and they weren't charging out the hourly rate. One of those two things has to change. Um, or maybe you're 250, you're not committed to. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think will this, uh, I, we have had a really, really good discussion today. Um, because of the time constraints, we'll have to uh, turn it off for today, but I think it was a very, very insightful discussion. Um, and I think that uh, being a high performer, we've got a lot of insights on being a high performer. And I think everyone can learn something new out of this episode once it's coming out uh, on LinkedIn and other channels. Um, and feel free to share it with your audience, Clear, uh, It will be a good listen for everyone. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I also want to let all the high performers out there know that if you're <laughs> if you're suffering or you're struggling with workaholism, professionalism or anxiety, it's or high stress, it's 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 normal. It's part of being a, a high performers. Um and uh, we're we're definitely here to help you. So yeah, feel free to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook or uh, with Breathe Into Peace. Or you can check out our website for our mindful breathing necklace and also some of the blogs. Um, we offer some, you know, uh, breathing exercise that will help you to relieve your stress and anxiety. Mm. Perfect. And if you can also share those links uh, with me, um, I will be happy to reshare it on uh, my LinkedIn and also the YouTube uh, video that mm. we post on the YouTube channel. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. This is an Ultimate Global Podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney.